You. Are now. About to witness. <laughs> the awesome. Crushing might. Of. A V7. The Eugene S. Robinson Show Stamper. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to a show that apparently seemingly kind of sort of almost never ends. Not like the last one that ended. I lied to you then. Not now. This will go on forever. I am your host, Eugene H. Robinson. This is the showstopper, the SS. The show this week. Were played in by Stigmata, calling it a just. The record is still available from Revelation Records, Huntington Beach, California. The song is called Intro All of Nothing. Long term fan, Bob Riley is a singer, sings the words that usher us into a new age. The showstopper age. Riley actually just got into a fight in upstate New York. What does he look like now? He looks like Shrek. Some guy punched him in the neck and he just stood there. In any case, we're going to let him sing us in, and then we're going to go into the illusion of forgiveness, the reality of failure, and the UFC on Fox 28. No mistake in that and failure go neck to neck. But let's, uh, let's let Bob sing us in. Could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Or oh, being paid back in full always. Nothing. All right, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I got singular. Friend, sorry, the computer fell. My friends, my friends, uh, which I, I lifted from John McCain. <laughs> John McCain, you know what? If I was an established, look at, look at, look at the hand. If I was an establishment Republican, uh, I, I would spend my time being completely unruly at this point. You know, somebody, my Trump guy was like, ah, you know, you Democrats. I was like, listen, you got to understand something. At this point in time, I'm only reading what Republicans are saying about other Republicans. At this point now, this is the most interesting civil war we got going. What am I doing? I don't know. Lando Cla Cla Clarician. I know nothing about Star Trek. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry for you guys who care. I confuse Star Trek with Star Wars, indicating I know nothing about either one of those. However, I am a big fan of Lost in Space, mostly because of Dr. Smith. <laughs> Nambla member and all around Francisco Scatino uh, uh, inspired genius of Dr. Smith. There's a monster out there, Will. Go check it out. 
Uh, and that ushers us into the show that uh, uh, it has to do with the illusion of forgiveness. I don't know if any of you uh, at the top of the hour, let's say this right, the, uh, the uh, You Kill Me, uh, the Kasha and Eugene uh, a film review show for Reprobates. Yesterday we talked about uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's a make-believe town name of a movie with Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, directed by Martin McDonough. And it, what came up during during this uh, discussion uh, about the movie was the nature of forgiveness. It, it, keep in mind, this is this is a review show unlike other review shows. I'm not trying to sh to shill a movie to you, right? I'm not. It's like when you've got, I remember seeing a movie with a, uh, a personal trainer I was dating. Well, actually, I wasn't really dating her. Her boyfriend had gone on vacation, and she hadn't told me this, that she not only had a boyfriend but was living with him. And so during the time that he was away, we dated. I remember looking in the closet going, you have an awful lot of men's clothes here. I'm not asking any questions, but I find it curious. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. It turns out, dude had just gone on vacation. It's like that old skit on Saturday Night Live where, you know, the guy comes home and he finds his wife on the couch with some dude. He goes, ah, she's, honey, you were gone so long. He goes, I left an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, so any case, she had uh, dragged me to a movie. And as is my want, after the movie, I said, so what do you think about it, personal trainer girl? And she said, oh, it was, it was deep. Yeah, I go deepness aside. In in what way did you find it deep? Like I, I'm a like a native New York New Yorker. Watch that Colin Quinn thing. You'll understand. He goes, you know, New Yorkers accuse people of things. Where'd you get that ice cream? You know, over there. Is it any good? Yeah, it's good. And he goes, and after you give that guy advice that it's good, you have to leave because if it's not good, your guy comes out. Where's that guy who told me this was good? So deep doesn't cut it with me. I, deep, in what way do you think it was deep? You, you yourself, you just said deep to me. I want to know why you think it's deep. And she goes, oh, yeah, because it was, because um, it was deep. I got it. Tautologically speaking, deep is deep. Like wet is wet. These things don't need any explanation. Chair is chair. No, 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 fuck that. So this is a review show unlike other review shows because specifically, I don't care about shilling the movie to you. I'm not going to shit if you see the, I mean, movies are stories and stories are 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 um are vehicles for uh, uh for construction of uh, uh thought constructs right in other words movies are, are screenplays for ideas and if you don't know that then that's fine that's perfectly 100% fine you should be able to go like i say before it's fine for the cheap seats you sit in the cheap seats you eat your popcorn you go wow that was deep Oh, that was cool. And then you go out thinking about Juju Bees or Junior Mints or something else. You don't give a shit. Think about something else. You move on. But it, 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 we're watching these movies, and it's not like I'm divorced from I'm divorced from enjoying the movie as a theatrical event. You gotta understand that when I was a kid, my mother, you know, didn't have a name for what I was kind of back then. I'd sit. She goes, oh. Gene, which is what my mother called me, you want to watch some cartoons? I go, yeah, sure, Ma. Put your, turn the TV on, find some cartoons, and I'd sit in front of the cartoons, and I'd be like this. For the length of the heart cartoon, long enough that it started to disturb my mother. 
And finally, she kind of came in and said, hey, you know, these are actually funny. They're supposed to be funny. Don't you think they're funny? And I kind of look at her and I was like, yeah, they are funny. She goes, well, when people find things funny, they usually laugh. You know, as an older person, I would go, well, that's good for people. Um, like a comedian, you ever watch a comedian watch comedy? A comedian very rarely laughs at comedy. They're thinking about the, why the stuff is working. Every now and then you get a comedian who like, you, watching another comedian will laugh because laughter is largely involuntary unless you're Tommy Wazoo. <laughs> Hi, Eugene. <laughs> unless you're Tommy Wazoo. If you don't know who Tommy Wazoo is, check out The Room or The Disaster Artist and you get a sense of who I'm talking about. So she was concerned that I was not making any social concessions, that I wasn't laughing out loud in order to please The Room. You know, my mother was, you know, was, so then I feel and realized that I, I should laugh to make other people comfortable. And so I start laughing. And now it's become automatic, automatic, involuntary. If left to my own devices, I will sometimes laugh out loud at usually typically other people's private miseries. That's not the point. So we watch these movies and these these macro thoughts kind of go go through our heads, just like when we watch the UFC. If you're expecting this show to be all about just the UFC, why would I talk about a dead man? Why would I spend an hour of my life talking about a dead man after spending three hours of it, a four hour, five hours of it, watching Hungry Hunter and and Long John Silver and and Hooters commercials, or beer commercials to 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 get the meager offering that was UFC uh, on Fox 28. That I don't I don't expect an answer. So in this movie, which was I think a meditation on on forgiveness, um, I, I I'd come to the conclusion that everybody was an outlaw. The cops were operating outside the law. And and today at jujitsu, I made the point. I said I said realistically speaking, the law has got nothing to do with forgiveness. And the Trump guy goes, yeah, it does. I go, no, it doesn't. He goes, yeah, it does. When your sentence is over, you're forgiven. I go, that's that's a moral judgment that's got, that's got no legal standing. The judge doesn't say you get five to ten. We'll give you we'll give you seven with good behavior and you will have you at that point. You'll be forgiven. You can see your parole officer and leave. No, at no point does a parole or your probation officer say anything about you're forgiven. So if you serve your debt to society, that's got nothing to do with forgiving. What does it mean to forgive somebody? I say two things happen. Forgiving is like laughing at cartoons. It's a social construct to make other people happy. I, I say realistically, like scientists can't define reality, realistically, realistically, I forget things. That might be confused with forgiving. Or I cannot actively bring to bear desires for revenge. That might be forgiving. But I don't take a magic sword, you know, a magic uh, whatever, the, what is that thing, a scepter that a king holds and deign you, I have, you are now forgiven. What the fuck does that mean? Well, Eugene, you've talked to your father once since you turned 19. He's an old man now. Don't you think you should forgive him? The fuck does that mean? That I'm going to do some ceremonial, symbolic thing where I say, oh, father who disowned me when I was 19, 
you are forgiven. So now you can trundle off into the afterlife feeling good about things. Why would I do that? You know, they say when magicians say abracadabra, that that was actually a derivation of, of what a priest used to say. Our father in, in Latin or some such thing. I could have that wrong. So I, I think forgiveness, this, this whole movie, this whole movie was based on the, was premised on forgiveness. And then they deny you the satisfaction of, of people. They Everybody's forgiving everybody through the entire length of the movie. And then at the end, Sorry if it's a spoiler alert. Stick your fingers in your fucking ears right now. At, at, at the end, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell, having forgiven each other, ride off to either exact revenge or subsequently forgive the person who possibly maybe attacked some woman, maybe not hit her daughter, I, you know, whatever. Which maybe was McDonough's clever way of saying forgiveness is all a bunch of shit. We choose to move on with our lives or we don't. You move on with your life. You, 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 it's, you're in acting grace. You are treating yourself with a certain amount of grace and allowing yourself to be, you know, I, all what I base the UFC on, what I base movies on, what I base my interactions with you in the very Hitlerian way of secrets that I keep from you, secrets we share and secrets about future events as yet unknown. I base everything. And this is, comes with people say artist, artist, oh artist. You know that's some kind of internet phraseology that I'm not really understanding, right? Or it's like something that some guy with a beret. I, that's not kid Nate. I say artist. I mean, I'm basing everything 100% on how I feel. 100% on how I feel. These these shows are an attempt to put a, a structured framework around how it is that I feel in order to communicate that uh, to you. This is therapeutic for me. So, so when, when I see a failed movie, which I think largely uh, Three Billboards uh, in Ebbing, Missouri was, I have to decide how I feel. I feel pretty good about that movie. I gave it a six, but I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the writing. I didn't get caught up in the symbolic kerfuffle of the use of the word nigger, or faggot, or retard, all of which were liberally sprinkled throughout the movie. I didn't get caught up in any of that. About forgiveness, something I don't really care about. Like Prince said when they asked about his, his marriage, his one and only marriage, he goes, I just treat that like I do other things I don't like. I make believe it doesn't exist. Great. Genius. So, you know, I have to I have to base it on on uh, I have to act like uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I, I've got to um, if I'm basing it on how I feel about things, I have to say that uh, I am not impressed. Now, reality, I, I, I don't know that that forgiveness has any measure any measure of reality, but you know that these guys, these physicists have talked about, they can't measure reality. There's no, there's no, I say forgiveness doesn't have any reality to it. Physicists say reality doesn't have any reality to it. They say we can measure proximity. We can't measure reality. I don't know what, what that means. I know what it means when I talk about the reality of failure. Failure is more of a thing in my mind than forgiveness, right? I mean, I, I can see failure. 
I can see failure on the roadside when one car fails to stop before striking another car. That's failure. It's it's bona fide. It exists. I can see, you know, uh, if I take a quiz and I get most of the answers wrong, I can perceive that I would have failed to get them correct. Forgiveness, does that mean I completely forget? Does it mean I feel okay about stuff? I might feel okay about stuff, but to feel okay about stuff, I have to remember what it is I'm I'm feeling uh, okay about. And this is where Nazis come in. Because I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Olympics, but the, the teenage girl figure skater from Germany decided to play the theme from fucking uh, uh, Schindler's List. And in this internet reality where we're all addicted to outrage and grown adult people say the N-word instead of nigger, they say the F-word when they either mean fuck or faggot. Uh, they call a homophobic slur, I guess, when they mean right? they don't they say developmentally disabled when they say this is why this is why a guy like Trump has been able to win. Because he says he's a straight talking man. And when he talks about grabbing women by the pussy, make no mistake. That's the most honest version of that guy that you're going to get. And like Tony Montana said, even when I lie, I tell the truth. I think for a, 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 a great, a great swath, swath, swath. Now I can't pronounce things of America. They say, hey, I may not like the guy, but I know where that guy's coming from. And I remember telling you about something that Lars von Trier had talked about, and he referenced some other article uh, that somebody had written who was a, a, a I don't can't remember what the person was, an academic or writer of some kind. So you can't deny the German people a moral imperative because of shit that happened back in the 20s, 30s and early 40s. You can't. You know, for a 17, 18 year old figure skater from Germany, that shit as is as remote as remote can be. And keep your fucking outrage factory because she's a figure skater. She didn't choose that music to fuck off. Anybody who was affected by by uh, 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 you know the depredations of Nazis during World War II, she didn't do it as a finger in the eye. She wasn't making some. It wasn't an anti anti Semitic jibe. None of that. She probably just liked the music and just thought it was sensitive and wanted to give a tribute. I may be wrong. She could be a dyed-in-the-wool neo-Nazi. I could be completely wrong about this, but I don't suspect that the figure skaters go that deep. So now there's this outrage because it seems off to you. In the same way that when Jeff Sessions says something about the Anglo tradition in police enforcement in America, that uh, it seems off to you. Now, we talked about this on If I Did It, where Kid Nate says, Kid Nate says, you know, he's talking about a very specific aspect of the law. Doesn't matter. It's like when that congressman used the word niggardly. It's a real word. It made people nervous. I, I use that word specifically to make people nervous. Because like my Russian friend Booby said, the black belt in judo, people could say whatever they want to me, Eugene. They put their hands on me. You know, uh, th th that's another story. This is why he left New York after they put a contract out and it's like, they who, they who, they who, the hell's angels.
What happened? He's leaving the red bar. He bumps into a Hell's Angel. He goes, sorry. The guy goes, fuck you. He goes, I'm sorry I bumped into you. He goes, yeah, well, watch it. Dude, watch your ass next time, fatso. He's like, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? Because words are fungible. You could change them. They could mean anything. You could say that to a friend, go fuck yourself. You could say that to your mother. You could, could be, you could say it to your priest. It might be a joke or maybe not. So the Hells Angel says, feels like he, the, the, the magical word fuck you has violated his sense of self to such a great degree. The, the, the wall of self has been, has been affected to such a great degree that at this point he has to stand off of his bar stool and uh, attempt to strike a judo black belt. The judo black belt hip throws him to the ground and beats his face in. Simple. This is New York back in the early 80s or mid-80s. Guy gets beaten up, and then the word on the street, because this is the Lower East Side, so there was a word on the street, Hell's Angels take off all, all of 3rd Street. They say, well, you can't, can't have this happen. Can't have this happen. Put a contract out on him. My dude says, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? He, he at one point started wearing a long trench coat because underneath the trench coat, he had a uh, Uzi a big hunting knife, and because drugs were his business at the time, he had a uh, 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 one of the, the, the junkies had given him a huge attack dog. So he's walking around with a Doberman pincer and, and Uzi and a big knife. He's like, you guys who got contract out on me, that's fine. Here I am. And after about a month of this, he decided, you know what? Man, this is actually nowhere to live. And he left New York. I fucking I grew up in Georgia and not the southern state. What the fuck do I care? He left. And came and uh, we don't need to it's not important about the story. The story is that the point is that words words are are toys. They're toys. And they and they mean they mean as much or as little as, as we'd like them to mean. She chooses Schindler's list. And well, it makes me upset. Really? Why? Well, I think she's being disrespectful to. I'm sorry. Could you explain to me? Uh, could you explain to me uh, 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 how tough life was for you in 1943 when you were living in Berlin? Why well, was it there? But my family was affected that I believe. You know, I had some people attack me on the electrical uh, audio forum um, because of some of my tattoos. That somehow symbolically they found it unsound that I I had decided as a symbol of evil, you know, to have a instead of a, a demon with a halo, the demon had a, a swastika halo, and they thought it was agitprop that I committed my life to. And they said, well, how would Eugene like it if we called him a nigger? And I go, you just did. And. And. Another friend of mine was like, that's about as sensitive as if I put a some one of you did some fan some fan art where I was dressed up as SS guy. That's as sensitive if somebody put, you know, put, put I put pictures up in the Ku Klux Klan. I go, really? You have a lot of fan art who's sent to you with you dressed as a Ku Klux Klan member? But I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I don't. It has no reality to me. However, failure has reality. 
for example, in my in 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 theoretical terms, failure is a moment when somebody puts their hands on you. It is real and it is measurable. So when I look at UFC on Fox, ah, god damn it, ah, <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. I got aches and pains. I got aches and pains. So let, let, let's let's dial this in right now. So when I when I uh, of course I, I I trounced John Nash. If you've been following us uh, on Twitter, it's at Eugene the at symbol. Sorry, at Eugene S. Robinson for the Twitter feed. We have to have we had to have the statistician come in and figure out whether my five to one beat John Nash's six to two, and he he did a breakdown. It's not fair, but yes, Eugene did win this one, and uh, so I I get to I get like John, you know the real the best part about this is <laughs> the best the best part of, like John's a big old guy, you know is but everybody everybody in this sport has got some competitive dander, so you just push a little bit, a push a little bit, and so it's like now like I'm sure like before next week's show or next time he does it, he's like. He's become like uh, like Einstein, you know. He's looking at the facts, the figures. He's working out stats. He's finding out when the guy's mother has died the last six months. Oh, he might be affected. He's like way too emotionally involved in this, and, <laughs> and I and mostly because I keep winning. Boy, it's a drag when Eugene S. Robinson loses, but it's really a drag when he wins. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it just. It just, it just, the gloating just never, ever fucking stops. My God, you know. And but I took it on the chin. I got, I got, I got munched. I, I blanked uh, a couple of weeks ago against Kid Not Day. But that's because, like, uh, the Devil's Advocate Al Pacino. I got so used to trouncing Kid Nate, I didn't see him coming. But he actually did his homework. So going to UFC, uh, UFC uh, on Fox 28. I have to say. There's no, there's not a mistake that I put this together with failure, that this was a failed state. Um, and and I and I have to say we don't even, I, I don't want to belabor the point, because all the stuff I talked about a year ago on the other show, on the Knuckle Up show, which is still somewhere online, um, on YouTube, all the stuff I said about a. Um, about a uh, about, 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 about about on knuckle up about the, the UFC came true. I said it was going to fail, and it has failed. I, I uh, the past few weeks I've talked about the hows and the whys that it's failed, and the uh, and the and the uh, likelihood that it'll be fixed. Do not confuse this. I do not mean it will go away. But this is the difference between surrender and give up. All right. Robert De Niro in Meet the Fockers has given up. That's what I need to make some motherfucking shit. Uh, yeah, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, I put punchline with the Ben Stiller. Sure, whatever. Who gives a fuck? He surrendered. James Woods has given up. Well, actually, he's been shunted. Jesus Christ, with these guys, just shut the fucking shut their mouth. I'm being castigated for my politics. You're being castigated because you're a media mediocre actor who's old. That's it. Any any other questions, Mr. James Woods? 
Fuck you. Yeah, okay, thank you. Don't put your hands on me. <laughs> and I'm even more gracious than, than my Russian friend, uh, my Georgian friend. You know, I'll even let people put their hands on me until I've had enough. And then I say, I, I think you should take your hands off me. Or what? Or I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and it always works the same. Every single person I've punched in the face, they always have that same look afterward. <laughs> I, he, he actually put, I fucking told you. I told you I was going to punch you in the face. Anyway, um, so let's go through. Let's go through. Let's go through. Should we even start the top? No, no, because I, I want to start at the bottom for you to get. It's like uh, the world's smallest horror movie. It's like looking through the wrong end of a telescope. You know, you if it's a great fight, you start the one that everybody's talking about. But this was not. This is <laughs> this is the other way. You're looking through the big end of the telescope, and you just watch it get smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, I um, you have people, you have certain types of people, um, and they, there was a guy on the radio on Friday talking about Trump and how he promised his son if he won the presidency and they had to move to D.C. into the White House, he would get him a dog from this woman here who was a, a dog breeder. His son currently does not have a dog. And Trump has made a big deal of like, I'm a businessman. I fucking lie, cheat, and steal. And I'll break a promise to you in a second because that's how I that's how I roll. You'd be a fool to expect anything else. He said, "Well, he's a hypocrite. Hey, 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 not a hypocrite. I already told you I can't be trusted." <laughs> It's like that line from The Untouchables. Who would say this? That what when he says, "Hey, you, um, uh, Sean Connery and Kevin Costner," and he goes, "You stopped me, asked if I had a gun. I said I was a federal agent. You didn't even bother to check." He goes, "Who would say say that he was that what that? Who would say that he was that wasn't? Who would say I'm not trustworthy? Who's trustworthy? Would somebody who's trustworthy say I'm not trustworthy? I don't think they say that." You got to Hitler wrote a whole fucking book. Nobody believed him. <laughs> Nobody believed him. Nobody. Just like I tell a guy I'm going to punch him in the face and then I punch him in the face. Didn't believe me. These thought structures don't have any any real bearing. We don't believe them. <laughs> this is why forgiveness, unless you can anchor it to something real, something proximate, the word has no meaning. It's like those other words, like honor. Honor. I don't really know what that means, man. Don't really know what that means. Ask Francisco, Francesco Scatino what honor is. I understand loyalty. That I understand. These are subsets or supersets of other words. So when I see UFC on Fox 28 and I see that, you know, nobody gives a shit about it except for us. It's like planet Earth, man. We're 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 we're, we're orphaned, you know. I don't know about I don't I don't know about post death scenarios, even though we talked about it a couple of shows ago or origin stories. But it's pretty clear whoever sent us here has completely forgotten about us. That's all right. I got it. You, you got other things you get. You, you maybe you died in outer space. I don't. Who knows. So it's not going to go away 
because it's still a way to exert yourself in the real world. But the reality of it is it that this is we have an absentee landlord. There's nobody driving this car. And if there's enthusiasm like Israel at the who we saw last week, who was a, a bright spot and there are a few bright spots, that's for up you know, that's for us shared between us. It's got nothing to do with the bald one who's nowhere to be found. Why? Because he's confused his job with celebrity. You know, Donald King has been in a bunch of movies as Don King. He likes the roar of the crowd and the grease paint. He liked making money. At this point now, the Baldwin has made so much money, you know, for Don King, it was never enough. He was always after the next thrill. Didn't really care about the celebrity. It was secondary, you know. Bald guy from Boston, I think he loves the roar of the crowd because it makes him feel good inside. Feel good inside. If I don't see him in the cage side, then what am I going to say? So I didn't care about Manny Bermudez and Albert Morales. Huh? Even though there was a guillotine submission, uh, 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 did I leave the kitchen and come out? Now I'm drinking the wine in the kitchen. I hear people cheer. That's fine. Eric, uh, uh, nobody texted me. Nobody said, man, you got to see that. Oh, okay. Now, Alex Perez and Eric Shelton did not care about that fight. And it was a unanimous decision fight. So three rounds of TV commercials for Hungry Hunter and Red Lobster or whatever. I did pick, uh, uh, I don't remember what I said. I care. I think I did say I care. And I picked Ronnie Yaya, or maybe I didn't, but I, I like, I said I like Yaya before the grapple, or maybe I was a hard ass and said I didn't care. It was nice. Sam Alvey and uh, uh, Marcin uh, Prachnio. Um, that was a great. That was a great knockout. I don't remember who I picked. I think I. I think because uh, I su suspected that Sam Alvey was event horizon. I don't know if I picked him. I. I give me a second here. I could yank up my tote sheet. I've got so many. If you were to steal my bags and go through my bags, you would say, this guy who's fucking crazy. I got little pieces of paper with stuff scribbled all over him. I do interviews like that. Like, I'll interview people, and I'll be taking notes, and I'll scribble the, the, the little, ah, I gotcha. And you can't, at this point, you can't read my writing. And then I picked Juban, uh, uh, the handsome guy against Ben Saunders. Uh, uh, John Nash had to pick against, he says he felt really bad because Ben Saunders is connected to Bloody Elbow and he's, uh, and I just felt like I, you know, I don't really know Ben. And so, uh, you know, he, he got no kick again me, but, the, but John saw it clear and he picked Juban as well. I didn't see Juban. Uh, um, I, I felt Juban largely was that line from uh, wish me luck, Shamus. I got a raw deal. Your kind always does, sweetheart. I, I, I think Joe, Joe Ban's looks have caused him to go hot on him, then cold on him, and then he's just, you know, he's just a fighter. He's a journeyman fighter. But I, I somehow suspect that he should have gotten a better deal than he did. But asking for a better deal from a guy like the bald one is foolish. It, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to ask for a, a fair deal from a guy who doesn't know what a fair deal is. It doesn't make any sense to be cranky when the fucking snake bites you. I mean, in a lot of ways, the, Trump is the, one of the most honest presidents we've ever had. Nobody's confusing him with a gracious, kind man. Nobody. You know, Nixon up there smiling and being gracious and bombing the fuck out of Cambodia. 
not a gracious or kind man, but wanted to create the illusion of grace, of grace and, and kindness. The illusion. Illusion versus reality. Anyway, so Joe Ban beat the fuck out, out of uh, um, uh, Ben Saunders, knocked him out. I mean, you got to understand. I, I, you got to understand. I, I think that I think that if you have another job, fighting is pretty fun. Ah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. They are, they they are trying to. The D man just just texted me. He goes, they are spinning 1.8 mil viewers on Fox as a win. Quote, well, the cards sucked and there were the Olympics and the NBA. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They opened a gas station down the street, too. Hey, D-Man's very funny. That's exactly right. Now, come on. Get the fuck out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying any of that stuff. Slop. Uh, I picked Angela Hill against uh, uh, Mar- uh, Morose. And, uh, yeah, unanimous decision. Am I going to complain about it going the whole distance? Nah, not really. It was a good fight. And then the gick to end all gick. I called her a gick before. She got a great pedigree. I would have expected a lot more, but every time I expect something from her, she lets me down. It's a uh, it's uh, a little known Black Flag song. Doesn't it sound like a, a Black Flag song? You let me down. This kind of adolescent hysteria about being about being. Uh, about being knifed in the back. Some guy once asked me, I, I love you, Rudy, but you had to understand that that uh, there's no way that in public I could answer that question truthfully. And for you to ask me to do so was foolhardy. He said, Eugene, I, I have it on good, good I have good, uh, what is it? I, um, I can't, what's the phrase? I, I have good, good, I, something, I got good information that, uh, that uh, my girlfriend slept at your place last night and that uh, you fondled her. I said, you mean in my bed? You mean your girlfriend slept in my bed last night and she told you I fondled her as she slept in my bed? Mm. Mm. Um, Is that true? I mean, I wasn't afraid that Rudy was going to. Uh, I was a younger man then. You need to. You need to know this. And I was also very much aware of the fact that uh, the w- use of the word "fondle" is a very legal word. And I said, eh, "Absolutely not. That's not what happened." And he looked at me disappointed that I lied to him in his face. And I looked at him like, "You can't publicly expect me to cop the shit that's gonna hurt me." That's I'd be a fool to say anything else when you use words like fondle. And what the fuck was she doing in my bed anyway? Answer me that. I've gone kind of far afield here. (laughs) I really like this kid, Rudy, but I don't know how his girlfriend ended up at my place. uh, That's a long, tragic story. In any case, it shouldn't have been in my bed. What can I tell you? (laughs) You You pick up the snake, the snake bites you. I got that. So so Sarah McMahon, I love her. Her fire, but she never, ever, ever has delivered for me. Never. If I was a gambling man, I'd be broke as a result of having bet on her time and time again. I picked Marianne Renault, the mom who's like, I think she's got another gig, whatever. I mean, you know what? She's not had a lot of faith put in her triangle choke, triangle choke. Why? Because wrestlers don't give a fuck about learn. Guy tells me he's a wrestler. I was like, all right. 
I'm not afraid of wrestlers. I'm afraid of Greco-Roman wrestlers. You get some of those grand amplitude throws, you hit your sidewalk, you won't stand up. I'm afraid of judo guys. Same for the same reason. The sidewalk is an unforgiving mistress. So she gets submitted round two by, by Marion Renault. Mom, mom Renault. I call that one. Uh, Hannah Barrow and Brian Keller. I think I might have actually. I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't have my tote sheet, my little scribble sheet. I just know I got five right. But uh, Barrow, that's where we are. The event horizon. I find, and it's not pejorative to say, I find that that um, that Brazilians fight with their heads, their hearts, you know, and they don't do well with that kind of adversity. They're not really bouncing back too quickly or too easily from any kind of real adversity. Once they start losing, that seems to be absolutely fucking it. Um, because you know, it's a, it's a downward spiral. <laughs> like if you've ever had, <laughs> yeah, like if you've ever had those first time fuck jitters, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. We're going to have sex with this new person. I got a dress to impress. Okay. I got the condoms. How many condoms do you have? I brought one. That's going to work against you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to put the condom on. Oh, my God, I only have one. I got to get hard so I can get the condom on. If I don't, I fucking open the condom, get it now, I'll get it ready. Get the condom open now, I'll get it ready. Okay, she's, she's oh, manipulating my penis. Maybe I should put it on now. Oh, no. She's, okay, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it now. Oh, she's moved. I got it on now. Oh, I'm getting soft again. Oh, I don't have another condom, so I can't. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. And then you're done. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know. Fighting, fighting ha- has improved my sex life a hundred percent because it's all about relaxing. <laughs> you know, failure is a foregone conclusion. If you're thinking about it, you will fail. Hannah Burrell will not not be coming back. He lost a decision to Brian Kelleher. Think about what that sounds like. Think about what that. Think about what that was. Mike Perry, who I didn't even care about this fight. It turns out I was right. John Nash cared about it. Mike Perry is like, he's doing the monkey show. He's trying to pull Max's pants down during the during the, 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 the weigh-in, and he's being funny, and he's got the gifted gab, and he's got the tattoos, and he's seeing he's seeing those 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 you know those chickens, those red panties chickens oh, oh man i'm gonna be in commercials i'm gonna be in movies i get myself maybe i can fight paulie Mal- malanagi where should i park my rolls royce i got plans i got fucking plans and he loses by unanimous decision so much for the plans <laughs> and i'm a, I, what did i say i said i cared about osp Versus Latifi, I said I'm gonna pick OSP, but I'm gonna be really happy if Latifi won. And much like the comment there on on the Twitter feed said, man, I was jumping around the room super happy that my man, my shirtless horseback riding man, yeah, Latifi wins this fight, 
and he's jumping around. He's bowing his head. He's dropping to his knees. He's celebrating. He's running around the cage. He dropped OSP like a like a fucking sack of potatoes he is. And then he starts making that crazy, that crazy thing that indicates he believes he should get a belt. I like, bro, fucking a man. Oh man. Oh man. I mean, you're allowed to have that kind of what is that thing that Alan Greenspan used to talk about? Irrational exuberance. You're allowed to have that in the minute, the the, the fleeting minutes after the fight where you just you know, where the if we could look inside your body, we could see all the, you know, the endorphins going and the serotonin pumping. And you're just, man, I, I might have been happy before, but I haven't known happiness like this. But then in the subsequent hours since where you double down and go, I want to fight DC. I'll follow him the heavyweight. I'll follow him here. I go, e -e -e, slow your roll, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? I like optimism, but let's not be foolhardy. Now, I'm hoping that what this is is an event horizon for, for OS, o OSP. <laughs> nah, he's like one of those guys who's, What's happening? He's one of those guys who's really talented, but just underproduces. I would rather a guy who is moderately talented, who overproduces, who really fucking tries. I mean, he was trying not to get knocked the fuck out, but there was a level of ferocity given with Latifi. That was like street fight shit. I expect him to pick up a garbage can top next. Difference is, street fight, the guy doesn't have the wind. To, you know, what's that great, great line from Ghostface? I still got endurance when I fight. Hmm. I think I'm dying here. I, I, I want to have somebody do some diagnosis here. Uh, I, I'm completely panicked. Uh, any of you have ringworm or uh, staff? Okay, yeah, you can see it, right? What the fuck is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Tell me, I don't want you to guess if you know. Uh, keep in mind, I usually have, roll in a sweatshirt, T-shirt, and a rash guard. So the likelihood that there was skin-on-skin -skin contact, zero. But that looks disturbing. Be now, because I'm a hypochondriac, of course, now I've been like getting phantom pains in the arm, and I can't, I can't. I can't lose the ah. Uh, I get you know. I'm I'm a little panicky right now, just a little bit. So then we go to Jessica Andrade, Atisha Torres. I pick Jessica, and Jessica won. I don't need to talk about that because I want to go straight to the end. I want to go to Jeremy Stevens uh, beating Josh Emmett. This was the headline. This is the main card. Jeremy Stevens was a who the fuck is that guy guy. He needs to do some kind of make some play like a t-shirt line of that fucking guy. I'm not who the fuck is that. I, there's some play in there. I got to work it out. The marketer in me has got to work it out. And now uh, uh, Emmett is uh, Emmett is uh, going to contest it because of this illegal Emmett who Emmett who Emmett. In total, in total, I don't care what kind of numbers they they give you. Um, I, 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 what, what could I give a shit about these numbers? 1.8 million viewers. 
oh, well, it's because of the Olympics or the NBA. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? And then finally, if you've been paying attention to the press, you have seen. Remember, we started to say, oh, these, these, uh, the real world is noticing. Forbes done a piece, Business Insider, I think, uh, Wall Street Journal about how the UFC is struggling. Trying to figure, somebody's putting a bush in, button. Somebody's out there like, you know, we have friends at newspapers. We could, we could use some good press like that, couldn't we? Like who? Who is doing that? Who is putting their thumb on the freaking scale? And it starts to emerge over time. Three letters, my friends. W, a W, a E. Hmm. I can't believe, I can't believe, I cannot believe that people give that much of a shit about fake wrestling. I just, it really blows my mind. It's like it, having a monster truck sports league. I, I just don't understand it. I, believe me, I've gone through times where I've been like completely into, like in the 70s, Chief J Strongbow and Pork Chop. And, you know, I used to be in the pro, you know, Baron Von Raschke and, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper. And I, I, I got it. I, you know. But these were interesting personalities. These new cats, this is just dumb fucking shit to tune. I mean, but you know who's not dumb? Vince McMahon. In fact, I would feel if Vince McMahon and Scott Coker came together and formed a new MMA organization, I'd be all in. It is clear to me that the Baldwin is overmatched by a task at hand. He won't do it, and he cannot do it. Or he cannot do it, and he won't do it. Because he cannot do it, maybe he won't do it. Or maybe he tries to do it and then realizes he can't do it, then therefore won't do it. It takes a lot to keep on trying to put that condom on after it hasn't worked. You got to embrace the failure, the reality of the failure, and get beyond it. I remember when I, I got a job at Apple, right? I, I, I had a crazy boss at uh, Nikon, and uh, he used to be, he's dead now, and he was in the parking lot vomiting in his lap, and you know, he, he had, I mean, during the interview, he made this, grabbed me and said, like, you know, you, you can't leave. You, can you promise me you'll be here at least two years? I go, yes, two. He goes, three. I go, yes, I'll say three. Okay, I'll go five. I go, okay, Bill, you just calm down. I said, no, I can't promise you five. And I, so I finally got a job at Apple, got hired at Apple. And, and drove to Apple the first day, and I was like, man, I just, this is a mistake. Maybe it's a mistake. And purposefully took the wrong turn. You know, there's a 85 splits, and it goes to 85 and 280. And I took the wrong split. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was, I would say what Freud says, no such thing as accidents. And I was like, ah, man, I should just drive back to my other job. And I go, okay, what did Woody Allen say? It's just showing up, man. Just show up. I turn around, just show up. It's one of the best things I ever did. One of my favorite jobs I ever had, Apple. But I could understand the desire to just not fucking succeed, you know? In other words, embrace failure as a reality and a concept, but then fail, then fail to push through it. Embracing failure and failing in the embrace of failure. I think that's where, where the UFC is now. I'm not telling you anything markedly different than I told you a year ago. It's dead, but it lives. So I can spend 40 minutes of this show talking about the philosophical underpinnings of, of, of the macro themes and then spend the last 15 talking about fights, or I could just talk about anything else. 
for all the difference it matters to the fucking bald one because it doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. I could do a whole show critiquing everything from his mother's book, from his time in Boston. Because keep in mind, if you read my fight book, Fighter, everything you ever eh, everything you ever want to know about asking about Frederick asking for asking, if you read that book, there's certain chapters in that book to indicate that I know more about this guy's up, upbringing than 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 uh, uh, those uh, anybody who's come around the last ten years. And not only that, I've been watching the UFC since the very first UFC. I've seen him come in. I saw John Peretti. I see the transfer, and I've watched him change. Overmatched is a good word. Because, this, and this is where having been like a punk rock guy actually insulates me in a very significant way. There are two types of celebrities those that really care whether people like them or not, and those that don't. At one point, somebody said about me, Eugene confuses me. I go, what's that? I can't tell whether he doesn't give a shit or he's just acting like he doesn't give a shit. And I want to say, honestly, I don't give a shit. Now, I'm not saying I don't care about things. I care about a lot of things. I'm a pretty passionate guy about the things I care about. But like Mel Brooks said, Hope for the best, expect the worst. General, generally good advice. I'm hoping for the best, but I expect the worst. I care about certain things I care about, but you know this shit is transitory. And the older I get, the more significant I feel that way. Psycho monograph. I moved nine times growing up. You make friends, you lose friends. You make friends, you don't laugh at cartoons. You understand intellectually that they're funny, but I don't... Who am I pleasing? I get on stage and people start booing you. Know, the first show I ever played, the first time I ever on stage with a musical act behind me, with a musicians behind me, people start booing and throwing bottles and cans at my head. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> as much as you don't like me, couldn't even come close to how much I fucking hate you. <laughs> it gives me great joy to hate you as much as I actually hate you. The bald one, he's Sally Fields. I don't know. I need to go back a little bit for you guys. Sally Fields has a, won some uh, oh, oh, an Oscar for Norma Ray. This great movie about a scrappy factory worker who stood up and fought the machinery and won. Yeah, fantasy. And she gets the award, and she's like, you know, she. I love Sally Fields because of the Flying Nun. I used to watch that religiously. <laughs> And, and so she gets up and she's tearful. And, you know, I've been on stage getting awards for stuff. So you don't know what you're going to say. And she goes, you like me. You really like me or some variation of that. Or when I interviewed Halle Berry and she was all in a, in a Twitter and a lather over this accident that she'd gotten into at the time. And, oh, she fled the accident. And, oh, the, 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 and it was this was like I finally I just couldn't stand it. I know I'm supposed to have some sort of journalistic detachment. I go, what do you care? I mean, it might affect future work, I guess. You had an accident. It's L.A. Everybody has accidents. 
You left the scene. What? You don't want to get fucking mobbed? What, are you going to stand out there? I'm fucking Halle Berry. Let's stand out here on the sidewalk and make small talk until a cop show up. You know what? Here's my card. Whatever. Call my, my assistant. I got to go. What do you care? What are you going to do? Oh, good. Jail time. Oh, oh they're going to put Halle Berry in fucking jail. They even put Robert Blake in jail for murdering his wife, allegedly. That's why Phil Spector is so fucking rare. So uh, uh, the bald one cares. And the lure of that care has him. They're calling it the Dana Whites, the contenders. His name attached to his personality and the camera's rolling. And you've been in, what, I could play like Don King. I could play, nobody gives a fuck about you, bro. Nobody gives a fuck about you. They love you when you're doing the right thing. And now you're learning about the limits, you know, the, 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 the limits of that love. Our love for you is highly limited because, because your love for yourself is unlimited. <laughs> Which is fine. You should love yourself. But not to the extent that it allows you to move into the back seat, thinking that just through the sheer power of personality, that that steering wheel is going to drive this car into a place that we need to be. I see people like that, and I smell blood in the water. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a friend, and I he was a good friend in high school. His name was Farid Tabby. For the, I, I often wonder what happened to him. I should try to attack him, attack, uh, track him down. And at one point, he got very upset. He, I want to go to a New Year's Eve party. I said, I don't want to go with this guy. He's going to come to the party. And New Year's Eve was always about trying to get laid. I want to go to New Year's Eve. I want to get laid. My friend Jamie's is going to come with us. We'll go, we could dance. we find some chicks here. We'll get laid. It'll be perfect. A great way to spend. And I know he was, uh, he was Turkish. So he was a very kind of upstanding guy. A handsome guy, so he was a good magnet for the for, for women, but he would ultimately scuttle it. I knew he was going to scuttle it and drag us out to Long Island so we would hang out with his family. It was like I told you when I was in Jordan, and I said to the guy, we went to a, a Christian party at, at, at the Y, and I said to the guy, what's the chances that I, I mean, I don't, don't want to do this. So, you know, I was in a committed relationship then, and, and I said, what's the chance that I could uh, actually pick up a, a woman here, you know? He goes, 0.0. What the fuck? What? I can't even say I have a 0.0 chance of not getting hit by lightning. How could you? He goes, man, this is a family event. I don't see any families here. And I look all around the periphery where old people sitting along the wall chaperoning technically. 0.0. So I didn't want him to go. I didn't want him to go. I said, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't want him to go. And he said, and uh, my friend Jamie, who had no tact at all, Portuguese cat, no tact at all, just called him because, hey, Eugene said he doesn't want you to go. The guy's flipped out. I that fucking nigga, this fucking. And so he stopped talking to me. And Jamie, not only did he stop talking to me, he called me and told me verbatim exactly what the guy said. So I remember that, like, you know, New Year's Eve is done, the holiday's over, back at school, and walking down the hall, and I'm just kind of walking by him, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and he goes, huh! and he keeps going, <laughs> I give a fuck. So when I hear these stories about bullies, I'm completely mystified about people being ostracized. I'm so in my head. I don't I never. My mother used to pick on me to, 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 as I grew up to, to toughen me up, she thought, for bullies. And it, it actually sort of worked. So when people started, you know, on odd occasion, when people actually bullied me, hey, you stupid. I just laughed. I thought it was fucking funny. I thought they were being funny. I mean, between my mother and the three stooges, I thought that shit was hilarious until one time a guy tries to hit me which I write about in the fight book. And, you know, I responded. I, I jumped back 
And I fucking knocked him out. And he's like, ah, it hurt, you hurt. I thought he was joking that he got hurt. No, serious. Then I realized, yes, negotiation 101. So the show is largely done. Um, I've made my point. I've thrown forgiveness in the garbage like Leonard Pinthgard out. There, that wasn't very good now, was it? I've made a claim for uh for for failure is real, forgiveness is not. I've talked about how we can still care about something that doesn't live and is yet not dead. But we do it in the same way that we would do anything else based on what we feel like and largely regardless of whatever is happening with the bald one and his attempts to continue to get some love maybe he didn't get growing up. I never was confused about whether or not my mother loved me, however. That's something to say in his favor. You know, the book that his mother wrote. You should check it out. I've got it. I've read I've read it. I didn't buy it. Somebody sent it to me. I could read it, but I, which I feel bad, but, you know, it's not like she's a fucking author. <laughs> she shit all over her son, but whatever. So this is show. V7. Eugene S. Robinson, show stomper, SS, is done. The show was on um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> hi, Eugene, it was on the illusion of forgiveness, uh, the reality of failure, and UFC on Fox 28. Tweet it out. Tell your friends. Go, uh, if you're interested in the Twitter thing, at Eugene S. Robinson. Uh, if you like Instagram instead, Mr. Sleep 3, but it's a gated community there. It used to be a gated community on uh, on Instagram or uh, 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 Twitter, but I let you all open and I decided to stop playing games and let everybody in. Um, Facebook is all clogged up, so you, it doesn't make a difference. Anyway, uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday night at approximately 7.20, we do If I Did It, where we solve PR kerfuffles inside the world of MMA, which there are lots. And then immediately followed on Tuesday night by uh, uh, if the if the shoes fit, which we take PR kerfuffles in the outside world. We try to help folks. And then there's a care don't care preview. Next week's fight is actually a pretty pretty significant fight, and, and so the, the care don't care preview will be exciting and interesting, and we'll talk about it. Um, and of course, next uh, uh, Sunday afternoon or morning, probably probably Sunday morning, there will be uh, another you kill me. The Kasha and Eugene uh, uh, film review show for Reprobates. Uh, you still have the time to put your claim for a movie that you want. The Michael Jai White film will probably not get watched. It's the award season, and we have a very limited time before the Oscar awards, so we're going to try to get as many of those. I think the next one will be The Phantom Thread. If I get enough votes for another movie other than The Phantom Thread, we can go into it, but uh, but it'll be... I think the intent is to do Phantom Thread before we get to some Nymphomania, you know, some Lars von Trier. Who knows? If you like film, it's a place to be. Um, how do you sign up for it? Well, we do it through the Eugene, Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper YouTube channel. So if you if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you will get the notice that that uh, the show is coming up and you can tune in live if you care. Um, I have to work on getting it on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. But this show is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Typically, it takes me a day to get it to get it up there, and then I'll, I'll tweet out the uh, the link for those of you who like the audio without the ugly. But that's the show. 
So uh, uh, we'll see you. Uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, ending the show as usual. I'm looking for a new catchphrase, but I still, until then, I still have the one that I like the best, which is, look what you made me do! Uh